Well, it's the dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money for such. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Every take is sacred, every take is great. I think that's how it went, wasn't it? If a take is wasted, someone gets quite irate. It's a song about wanking, Adam. <laughs> is, is it not too dissimilar? The way the, uh, the English have carried on about, the, about their moral victory in the ashes. The, the team that bit, single-handedly bit. saved Test Cricket. Their Pyrrhic victory. Even Perris would be rolling in his grave going, Jesus fucking Christ, you guys. Yeah, but uh, he'd yeah, be spinning so, more effectively than Moen Ali will be at this point. Well, he's got a dodgy groin, so he yes. can't go out there. He does he's, the uh, he's done his gronics. He's not fielding. Uh, the second second day is about just about the kickoff. And uh, Pakistan are going to kick off. Back in game we played it. Ah, the simple pleasures, hey? The simple <laughs> pleasures. Balls podcast. I'm Doc. He's Adam. Bezo was a, a late scratching. Um, Coaching the Philippines. Well, he's with side to a Viric victory over the New Zealand, <laughs> I'm imagining. <laughs> I, he did send me a message saying, uh, Philo now, now owns New Zealand because, of course, it was his Philippines uh, under tw- under 20s, under 23s touch team yep. that, that beat New Zealand in order to make the final of the World Cup of, of that particular yep. discipline. So he's claiming all credit, as you'd expect from Beza. And I'll expect him to have the, uh, the Philippines rugby up and running to take on the All Blacks any day. Well, the interesting thing about the, Filipina, uh, the Philippines women's team is that the reason they're good is probably a, not a lot, not a lot dissimilar to the reason the Philippines touch football team is getting good. It's, it's through recruiting a whole lot of, you know, second generation migrant kids from the country that dominates the sport. In this, in the case of the Filipinas, it's a hell of a lot of Filipino American kids oh, who weren't right. going to make the, um, weren't going to make the, the, the US WM and T and recruiting them into the, into the, uh, into the thing. M- much like the same way that that Senegalese team beat the shit out of the French in the 2002 World Cup in, um, in Korea, Japan. And not in, not in any way how the Nigerian team beat the piss out of the Matildas last night, which is unfortunate. Well, the problem is if you, you have a coach who doesn't appear to know how to or want to play football, then, it doesn't really matter what kind of level of talent you have at your disposal. It is what interesting the- how the, the the playing field seems to have leveled a little bit. Um, mm. the, the and I hate to use the condescending term like developing nations or emerging nations, but the non-Anglo nations that already had a huge amount of infrastructure around women's sport, who were the teams that tended to dominate women's football to begin with, apart from Brazil, just on the basis of talent. I'm in the kitchen and you can hear the dishwasher gurgling its <laughs> ass away here. This is just very fashionable behind the scenes sort of stuff. Um, shut up. No one's interested. Yeah, the Americans and the British and the Australians had that advantage from the Americans have that Title IX thing, which was a legal thing, which made you know, it meant that colleges had to have, yeah. you know, right. women's college teams as much as men's college teams. And it, it massively encouraged women's sport. And that was kind of underpinned. The Americans being really good at, at women's football in a way and, you know, has dominated it for the last bunch of world's, world, world's cup. Um, but the rest of the world are kind of catching up based on talent and, you know, now they have the infrastructure and the coaching. If only there was an Australian coach who could coach attacking football and, um, you know, see, so where, where, where'd he go again? Uh, there was, there was some unpleasantness. <laughs> he can't go back. Yes, um, that's right. He's in the Philippines now, isn't he? Yeah, he is the guy who's, you know, Bezo jokes aside, he is the, Stadich is the guy who, who was run out of the Matildas for personality clashes with key personnel, not all of whom I think have made the, um, made the, the World Cup squad, uh, looking at some of the names that were around then mm. that are around now. Uh, and now he, he's coached the Filipinas to, um, to beat New Zealand. So, you know, well, essentially that's, that's, that's what, right. You know, He's an honorary Australian uh, effort if you've destroyed the uh, yeah. if you've beaten New Zealand at something. Yeah, that's right. It's just not fair. I don't care as long as we beat New Zealand. God. And thank you, Andrew that, Danton. That's how good a thirty-two-year-old uh, pop culture references. 
It's probably a forty-two-year-old. No, it, would have, yeah, it? it was it was the ninety-two Olympics. Ah, oh, right. There you go. Which I can't even remember. Was that Barcelona. Yes. Special. But enough about women's football because there's not enough about women's football on the moment. It's actually really hard to find a game over here. Mm. Like even it's not on the main channel. But isn't it just on? Um, isn't it mostly on on Optus apart from the Australian games? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. Even SBS haven't got it. You know, I mean, you can't find the Ashes half the time. It's on one of the five you know channels, whichever yeah. one they feel like at the time. Which is we don't know who's got the terrible. rights. Is it seven or nine who've got the rights? It must be nine. Nine, yeah. have, nine have the rights. Yeah, and um. It's. I don't know. I reckon if they if they get the rights to something, they should fucking well have to put it somewhere. Like otherwise, I just say no. Piss off! You're not going to do that. Then again, it's all just money. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is that if it outrated whatever dog shit they normally put there, then they would put it there. But but the, yeah, you know the 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 market will, will you know it's not going to outrate well, you know my kitchen's fucking sick or whatever yeah, bullshit oh, they normally the, have it's in this mostly time the fucking footy like the NRL is yeah. on, on Friday the same night footy in my like, hoodie. Right, not footy. South just dusted the Tigers out in Tamworth. That's not difficult, though, really. Yeah, it's up all year. Tigers, yes. They're on year nine Mm -hmm. of their five-year rebuild plan. So that's going really well. They are the suck. (laughs) But I thought we were here to talk about the most hilarious thing in sports entertainment. Um, Because that's what it is, remember. It is sports entertainment. Yes. We're only only here to to save the sport from itself. Here to make it interesting for people who would turn up anyway and get drunk and wear stupid uniforms. They actually don't care whether they, what happens. In fact, they'd rather it went for five days and nothing happened apart from the because it interrupts their ability to sing stupid songs. And I will preface what I'm about to say in detail with this. I don't mind the idea of it. I quite like the idea of it actually. Like I was watching a bit last night and watching Moeen and Harry Book just m- mow through some. You know, look, Test cricket probably has. This is a- the idea of the B word that we we dare not speak. Mm. It's a bit well, like saying Macbeth backstage yeah. at a, at a, at a, amongst theatre lovies. <laughs> We're sick of fucking saying the BB word. But I, I think you know, Test Cricket's probably got a lot of balls left outside off stump that probably could just be mown through cover for four if they weren't also piss scared about getting out. It's like you just called is- the last ball from Jimmy Anderson to Kawaja, which was a ball outside off stump <laughs> that Kawaja shouldered arms to that he probably could have mown through. Yeah, or if it was cover, a T20 game or if it was- It's yeah. like the third if, ball of the day. Uh, and yeah, it's like you don't want to get out to that one, yeah. no. I mean, not, not that it makes any difference which ball you get out to, as England just proved, because it doesn't matter if you get 85 off 80 or if you like fucking Duckett or Bucket or Crawley or whatever and get 45 and are still out by the sixth over. Duckett belongs um, in a fucking limerick about a, a man from various <laughs> parts of the, of the, of the, the fucking New England area of, of America. It's just, you know, it's, just, it's like the same, same all over again. And I said, look, it probably, it, it worked. When it works, it's great, you know, and they advance the game. I might actually argue, though, that they sometimes advance the game too quickly for their own good. Sometimes? I think yeah, they, well- they often advance the game. I mean, there are probably, in this series and in the series they played against New Zealand down here, they definitely lost test matches that they only lost because they advanced the game too quickly. There's no doubt about that. Because I reckon- if I was Cummins or McDonald or, you know, the, the, the think tank of Australian cricket, I would be channeling Bill Laurie today. Uh, you know, and 900, give, him, give him 900 yeah, a, that's <laughs> why fuck him, a day and a half. Ch- yeah, let's make it, yeah, fuck it, let's make him chase a thousand kind of yeah. thing, you know, because we Which don't is, have to, to win be, this test match. That's kind of what the, the English did in the last test match and it didn't work for them. They actually batted too long. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, well, I, I don't think there was a, too short. They wouldn't have, uh, you know, they wouldn't have won anyway because the rain was going to get them in the end. It would but- have required two teams batting, you know, taking the same. It would have required the kind yeah. of, you know, optimism that you know. Remember that uh, New Zealand Australia mm, the, the, Test match that we went the, to a bit of in Brisbane, yeah. where that would couple of days were lost to rain, and basically both teams declared an innings closed, and New Zealand just- almost snagged it on on the bell. Which would have been shit for the side that loses. It's always shit for the side that loses. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, it's great for the spirit of the game, but fuck that if you're the loser. Yeah, but- if it- I, think the, I think the thing is with this, like, we don't have to win this game at all, no matter how much. And it'll be, in fact, even funnier if we if we can grind it out into a horrible draw. Yep. Um, yeah, if we do get 700 and then and put them back in and make them chase 400, because you know they're going to go for it. That's kind of- If they don't go for it, then what's the point of all this fucking stuff? You know what I mean? Like, it's- yeah, if, if if so they get if they're so scared of losing suddenly they not won't be scared of losing. But the thing is they'll chase five hundred, try to chase five hundred and day and get out for one hundred and fifty because they've been about you know I, last time was the first uh, the I mean the third test was an aberration because we just didn't we didn't play very well at all like we were, we were lucky that or the fourth test sorry was 
you know, yeah, the, we, we saved our worst game for when it pissed rain. Yeah. So that's fine. And the third know, test, they they almost fucked up because yes, again they, really they were they were up. having the rush of sh- rush of shit to the brain chase instead of just taking it fucking easy and playing test cricket. They just decided no. And, and part of me wonders, and I've, I've raised this with Bezo before, if this is the only way they can play because they've got a they've got an eleven mostly of T Twenty batsmen. And of walking bowlers. wickets, of absolute walking wickets. Maybe yeah. apart from Joe Root, yeah. Um, who and I mean, he just got a you know he he got a good nut. That, that's a ball he would send the third man ninety thousand times out of ninety thousand and one. But he just got a good ball. They got a couple. I mean, Mitchell Stark, you know, Ben Stokes. He's done that to him before. But you know, and they're trying to say, oh, was that the perfect ball to Ben Stokes? And he's just like, nah, it's an outswing and it hit the top of off, mate. Um, there know, was someone who just. Moments before we came on air, um, came on air. Who the fuck am I? Yeah. Um, shared a shared a video montage of all the perfect balls Stark has bowled <laughs> to Stokes. Because for as much as Dave Warner is Stuart Broad's buddy, very much the case that Stokes is is well, Stark. I, I tell you, and this is the the great this is the great underrated thing of the whole Scotty Bowl and building a statue game at the G is that Mitchell Stark bowled that ball, probably one that actually moved even further. To Ben Stokes, who was looking pretty decent at the time, he he got one that pitched on leg and and took the top of you know, took off halfway out. It was unplayable, and that's the ball that kind of then got us, you know, got Scotty Boland on a roll because otherwise Stokes was stroking balls through the cover and playing on drives, you know. And we went, oh shit, this might be a long day. And then fucking twenty minutes later, it was over. But that's he wasn't you know, sufficiently he, he, angry. Basically, Ben yeah. Stokes only plays well when he's angry. Yeah, that's weird. Punches a bunch of dudes in outside a pub, or he—it's very unbasball like that. He's you know nineteen off sixty balls, and everybody goes, "Oh, the king, the the captain of England's playing a measured innings." I was like, "But but is he doing what he says he's trying to do, or is he just leave that to everybody?" Even Joe Root's fucking ramping sixes, for God's sake! It's just like I think they probably need to chill a little bit, just a little bit. I think that might be well served. There's a middle ground because there's no foot movement. Yeah, there's no, oh, there's no sort of technique. Any, any green top pitch, which is not going to appear anytime soon in in England by the looks of things. But they get on any sort of South African or New Zealand deck, as was just, you know shown that that, mm. that encourages a bit of movement. They're going to be out for a hundred, if that. You know, we can bowl, in, we can bowl India out for thirty four or whatever it was, or forty five, or you know, it's it's going to go very badly, and we're just hoping it's going to be the second innings of this game and. Yeah, I, I mean, I went to bed. What well, happened for in the first innings of this game? I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Right. There was a great line in, uh, because Jared Jared Kimber writes up basically a daily update of, of yeah. what happened, and he had, he had a brilliant line about because the fact that they ended on two hundred eighty three, which is a pretty you know, it's a middling yeah. beige kind of fucking score, but how they res- arrived there was absolutely not was not the <laughs> well, way you'd expect, and, and his line was. England made 283 on day one at the Oval. That kind of score doesn't do their level of hilarious carnage justice. <laughs> 283 is a beige sweater on an otherwise naked man building a snowman in Hyde Park. And that's kind of it. It's like, how do we end up with this result when all of that happened? And especially that we were, you know, the, the, it sent us in every single time. And on three of those occasions, we were four or five for 300. Yeah, well, this is—I mean, this is the first Test series, first Ashes series where four Test matches the 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 toss winners have have put the other team in since eighty two eighty three, which was yeah. also a very weird series. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I mean, I can understand why. Well, I don't. It's interesting with England, but I obviously Australia's strength. I think is, they like is, to chase. It's like T Twenty. You want to chase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, our bowling attack. I would have argued before the series that our batting attack is it was more strong, but our, our bowling attack. With everybody in it, it's probably the strongest in the world. world. Yeah, well, that's right. And you know, I mean, with and look, this series looks very different with Nathan Lyon. But you know, good on you know Todd Murphy knocked over. um, Who did he get last night? Did he get? He got. I think he got Ali or someone, or he got someone mowing something across the line. Um, And I thought, yeah, it was I was mowing Ali, and it was just a dead straight ball. But doesn't matter, you know. But you know, it'll do him the world of man's mobility wasn't exactly the flashest at the time. But no, but you know, good on him for getting in. Actually, what the fuck is he doing batting at three? Well, quite successfully at the moment. Unfortunately, that's the weird thing. It might actually, well, if you're an England fan, it might actually encourage them to keep doing it. Yeah, um, and then it'll work oh, as it'll be as long lasting as Kalu with Arana opening for the uh, Sri Lankans. You know, it worked really well for like one series, and then it. Then it yeah. never happened well, again. I mean, Ollie Pope will come back at some stage, and and you hope maybe like what is is he just coming back for the Ashes, or is he coming back for good? Like, when's their next Test match? I don't know. There's the World Cup coming up pretty soon, so they'll probably just toss him away. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they have. 
I don't think they have anybody else visiting during this summer yeah, in terms I mean, of test cricket. So the, this is like one and done kind of things, and you know they'll get all well, the five back and, and done. It's oh, a yeah. five. It's a five. Five. five yeah, it yeah. only feels like six because we had the the World Test Championship. Yeah. Well, I mean, this look, this test could go anyway because the one thing that this series has done, and we said it before, it was going to be is like this can go anyway on any day. Absolutely, you know. Travis Head scores a run of ball century. Yeah, you know, is in there for fuck like another another triple cow and three hundred ball. Yeah. You know, one hundred and fifty. Marnus is two off twenty nine. He's coming off a ton, so he's obviously in the you know, found the groove. Steve Smith's going to be angry because he's just always angry and confused. Um, weird, just so very weird. weird. Um, they're he, all weird though. He, you know, no, and he's, and then, and then, he and Marnus. I mean, Marnus yeah. less so, but he is he is the purest essence of a, of autism spectrum disorder. Just just dripped yeah. into a cricketer. It's just, amazing with a bit of savant with the you know well, bat the thing in his is, hand. He was sharing. He's like, I also do a little bit of art. Here are some artworks I've done, and he's these really incredibly detailed line drawings. I was like, ooh, okay, yeah. you, you have some gifts, my friend. Um, we need to harness them. I think we have. I think that's kind of it's oh, good. Think, it's it's really good to see. Squeezed when, when, every inch of, traf- of talent out of that guy as well. Well, we could, it's, I mean. it's it's really good. He's a he's actually you know all all, all kind of snark aside. He is a great icon for neurodiverse kids to sort of say, look, you know, you you might think differently, you might operate differently, but fuck, you can still make the most of what you do and be, you know, one of the best of the world at something and make people like want to root for you and go, you know, and oh, like people fuck, want yeah. to root you. Look, he's oh batting massive overs in terms of oh, who he's ended up with. They mostly are. I mean. But it's one of those things where you know everybody Australia looked at him and goes, "He's fucking weird." But you know, it's like it's like warning you: you're massively flawed and an absolute tool. But fucking keep yeah, taking wickets. Yeah, but he he wasn't. He was more. He fitted the profile of the Australian. Yeah, that, no, that's true. Yeah, the Australian yeah. fucking you know Dennis Lee, Dougie Walters kind of. He could have. He could have. You know, crawled out of the pages of any of Ian Chappell's cricket anecdote books. Yeah, crawled being the optimum word. He could. You know, you could just sub him in for Ashley Mallet. Or one of those other Dougie Walters or something like Les Faffel, like, some other character that, that was always there. Just not Tim May, never Tim May. Probably not he, Tim May. He seemed like a very boring guy, but yeah, you know, oh, he was. He was the he was the union rep, so you know, <laughs> he was boring but necessary. But yeah, look, this and this could go anyway. Like I said, we we lose a couple of quick wickets and suddenly we were bowled out for you know 180, and then we lose this test match and whatever, and we sort of look and go, yeah, okay, yeah, we lost it, but it's two two again, and. We will hold on to the urn. Thanks very much. The thing was that if Australia had lost by losing three tests from the point at which Besto was was stumped. Yeah, I know. That would have been insufferable because then the English would have said, see, that injustice was the point at which it all turned around. And I'm glad that- Absolute. That narrative is was not able to be written because I'm that's glad. a narrative that could fuck off. Because I'm glad that Marnus turned around the last ball of the day yesterday and said because Bearstow was, was was shaping to run him out and just went, "No, I'm not that fucking stupid, you idiot." <laughs> or <some> words <laughs> to that occasion, I think. It's like <laughs> stay in your crease is generally the advice that you should take. You know, I, I, if I, in I, doubt, the line is there. You can take it. You're not gaining anything even, from fucking punting about. On it just to, to, you know, he even rubbed his foot behind it to make sure. You know, that, yeah. that, would say, that that's not in the rules, son. That's like saying that's great. All the intentions in the world aren't going to mean yeah. jack shit. And you know, all the posturing and all the thing is that they've all done it before, and they would do it from under twelves right through. I just think wait, yeah, I, Baz I, I was, did it. Yep. Bearstow did it. They all did it. It's just all different when it's your feelings that are hurt. And he's oh, still- But Bearstow was still pissing on about it as of last week. Oh, it I happened just, like fucking last month, cunt. Yeah, Settle down. Enough. And they got- yeah, Like, it wasn't going to be the difference in that test match anyway. Like, it, it really wasn't. You're showing how Bearstow's batted right through this series. Yeah. That wasn't going to be the moment that defined the whole thing. It was already- It was pretty much done. That was oh, just no. Like, Manus is looking at his bat. He's worried. This is the bat oh. that he spent like several hours reshaping and reweighting. I, like I was watching the thing here on Twitter yeah. about yeah. That's interesting because you don't think of like I watch quite a lot of surfing and obviously surfboard shaping is a real art as well as a science in terms of mm. you know fluid dynamics, but also the feel and, and almost like an Adrian Newey thinking about how the air will flow over his Formula One car. These guys are kind of designing the boards, you know, by feel and by shape and all that sort of stuff. And I feel like Marnus is a bit like that with his cricket bats. He gets in there and he kind of goes, "Well, I want a bit more weight here and a bit more, you know, for a specific impact it has on my on my um, biodynamics when I'm when I'm swinging the bat." Yeah. 
And then he just splits the splice and needs a new one. Yeah. Which well, feels I mean, like a fucking waste. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that that would probably, you know, if you're mucking around with fucking chisels and shit and all yeah. that sort of stuff on it, on you know, these bats aren't cheap. That's what they, they keep sort of saying. 900, but I, think. I, I think he gets, I suspect the um, the Australian number three gets as many of them as he can eat, you know. Oh, absolutely. But they actually say, I remember watching- He just has to rock up with like- the fucking, with the Commodore with a box trailer and they'll yeah. just fill it up for him. Well, I remember seeing someone's like the people were saying, "Oh, we yeah, when Warner was at the peak." In fact, they're showing that very footage right now on the uh, on the telecast. This is yeah. fucking useless for the people who are watching this in yeah, that's one right. or two but, days. Yeah, you know, they're saying, you know, do you want David Warner's bat? And I would say, no, not uh, ever. But that, the, these bat, the bats they play with are so soft that you know they're probably worth five, six hundred dollars, and they split I, in. I like, had nine hundred. Yeah, or maybe this was a while ago. So like this is probably you know five, ten years ago. So it's probably inflationary things. But they said they split after you know two weeks or something like that. Anyway, because they're so soft and so springy. They said they're not they're not a consumer bat. If you want you know, if you want to pay six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars for a bat, you want that thing to last till your grandkids are using it. Yeah. But it doesn't work. It'd be like, like a that. set of golf clubs. Yeah. I was looking at my golf clubs the other day and they are they are an accurate reflection of my current golf game. Sad, rusty and yeah, unloved. Yep. But anyway. Unlikely to be paid money by the Saudis. <laughs> no bone sores about it. Yes. No, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the- uh, But yeah, look, I, I mean, what I really want to happen is- Yeah, I, I actually want this to be a really in, in, infuriating draw. I really do. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm, all, I'm full Jeff Boycott. Not the not the massive racism and just being a massive cunt, but the the part where you just you just grind these bastards to death, yeah, you know. Yeah, if we're one or- If we're two for 200 by the end of play and we've, you know, put 140 on in 85 overs, I will be- That will be standing, glorious. I will stand and applaud- Yes, like, and then because it rains I, I, all the way. We literally can bat for two days here. We could because the overnight know. stuff will probably only watch all the like the half an hour highlights. And if if, you, if the highlights are mostly, you know, blo- yes, <laughs> blocks and run ones and things, that's perfect for me. And I, edges, I love that. Edges through third slip or yes, something like that. Just asses, asses for four. Yeah, that's I don't know perfect. if Travis Head's in that kind of mood. Mo and Ali will come out, and Travis Head will try and hit him into. Ireland, I don't think Mo basically. and Ali will come out at all. I, I think they might. Actually, be, yeah, um, that's true. He's, he's they're just going to be bowling. There's going to be, be a lot of Ben Stokes on his busted knee here. This could be the end of Ben Stokes. A lot of Joe Root. Um, this could be the end of Ben Stokes's fucking bowling career if he's not careful. Because oh, they, they think it. Well, I don't think he'll bowl. I still don't think he'll bowl. I'll just bowl, well, bowl Joe can't. Root. No, I don't think he can. He can't. Oh, Manus is going to have to swap his bat. He looks so gutted. He looks so gutted. He spent so much time on that one. Now he has to get one that, you know, that came out the factory. <laughs> it's just nice to see someone with a kookaburra bat, though, because, you know, all these random fucking- New balances and- Yeah, like new, new balance, balance new, and- New, new Madras rubber factory and- oh, I just looked at All kinds of bullshit. Balance. I mean, they're all, they're all clean skins, aren't they? I mean, at least, oh, at least kookaburra make their bats. Yeah, you know, it just feels wrong. New Balance aren't a bat company. It's like- you know, No. I oh, know. It'd be like, you know, some AFL, you know, it'd be like a basketball not being a- are they still like Spalding making bats or something? Yeah, that's right. It just feels wrong. Or Sharon not. You know, I mean, who would DSC? Oh, who knows? Probably some Indian shelf company or something like that. Yeah, probably some some front for third party payments to subvert the salary cap. But no, I I, I really want to look. And either look, I mean, I'm in for crushing victories too. Crushing victories against the Poms in deciding tests I mean, is if, if you can arrange them. But um, yeah. the problem is, this lot aren't going to lose heart like the like you know. English teams no. of old, they will keep trying because they're too stupid to know any better. It's but, just, yeah, but I just wonder, you know, we, if we give, if we make them chase six hundred, if we make them chase five hundred, are they going to be able to help themselves? Like because they'll go for it, and they'll probably yeah. only fall like fifty short. Yeah, maybe. I, I I thought last night they were pushing on to like four. When well, I went to bed, at, you know, and then like they were none for fuck all, or none for sixty odd, and then they were yeah, three yeah, for yeah. seventy. And then the ice like, dropped out of it ridiculously quickly. Oh, it's just like I, I woke up and just went, you know, you know, did my usual six a.m. trawl of, of quick info and went, they're fucking what two eighty? Like, jeez, yeah. I, I just didn't, I didn't see it coming again. Like they had that collapse and then they sort of went through and I thought, oh, this is going to be one of those ones that are going to well, be. Well, it like was also that Australia kept shelling chances because they, I mean, they they yeah. created like fifteen. 15 there were like five drop catches. Yeah, it was. was it, like, it wasn't. Wasn't it? Oh, they're, they're, they're tired as well, I think. And I think, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, this is their sixth test match. Yeah, and they've, and they've had, and none of them have been phoned in against Bangladesh. They've been li- the literal world test championship 
And then the intensity game. ramped up for yeah. the fucking Ashes series. And that, yeah, they could all right. do the with in- a nice lie down after the this. The Indian one. game was probably the easiest game they got all summer. That was kind of because they, they, like we said before, they, they knew what was coming with the Indians. They knew exactly how they were going to yeah. play, you know, what they'd do. This is how they'll do. And the Indians even made it easier for them from dropping the best fucking bowler in the world. Yeah, like, that, that, that was. I imagine Indian tr- cricket Twitter have been extremely calm about that in the in, this, in the <laughs> no, and no one's house got burnt down at all. Well, you know, he hasn't come I, home I, to find I, out yet because they had a massive bet on it. It just seemed like a fucking bizarre decision. Anyway, mm. um, I tell you who has been the beneficiary of this series though, and I'm I for one am, am happy is um, that Mitch Marsh is finally sort of you know just going. You know what? Fuck it. Because he's been batting like that in one day is for a while. For about the last year, you know, he pretty much won us a T20 World Cup by just going ball there, you know, see the ball, hit the ball a long way, um, rather than his test career, which was littered with, you know, someone described, they said it was like, you know, he's, he's imitating his brother here, who described Sean Marsh's test career as, I don't care if that guy was on naught or on 150, he was one ball away from edging a ball straight to slip. Yeah, and he could be on 150 and do that. And Mitch Marsh played his early Test career a lot like that, which is why you know, he's the most hated Test cricketer in Australia because they kept. No, I think Sean get- Marsh was because I mean, yeah. no, I think the true. thing is that Mitch Marsh gets a lot of Sean Marsh, um, you know, strays. He got a lot of run though in that team when he probably didn't deserve to, but not as much as Sean though. Sean had mm, Sean, Sean was always brought back into the team when. I mean, yeah, that was, well, that's really well, where he's the- Mr. Reliable and he's Mr. Flat Track Bully, you know, and he, yeah. he's just, you know, which is fine. We, you know, every, every team needs a flat track bully. You know, Jack Callis made a career out of it, but I, I just watched him and when he came back, I'm watching it and it's just like, he'd just be blocking the balls and he'd be pushing singles and then suddenly there'd be a ball in the slot and he'd just hit it a fucking a mile. Like he'd just swing his arms like it was, you know, the world's strongman or something like that in the ball. And he did, when he did that in the test, I'm just like, oh, thank God, you know. I don't care if he gets out doing that because that's he's going to score way more runs than he'll ever not. But then he played in that last test when they were sort of on that rainy day on that fourth day where it was like, oh, is it going to always He played really, really well, him and Marnus. And, and when they suddenly, they, they were you know grounding and grinding and grinding. And I went, oh, this is a really good innings. And then I walked away and apparently then they said, oh, you can't bowl the fast guys. And they bowled the spinners. And I didn't see. I suddenly looked up and Marnus had gone from 30 to 110. I just went, when the fuck did that happen? Like it wasn't. It wasn't like they put the cue in the rack. They just waited, you know, waited for the conditions to suit them and took advantage of them, which yeah. is what Test cricket is supposed to be about. No, no, no. We have to have reserve days in case it rains out because this has been a problem. You know, this has been happening for you know 150 years, but now it's a problem because England's feelings are hurt. So they want they want um, they want to petition the ICC to have reserve days. I do yeah. agree with the fact that if you lose, you know, they, they, they take an extra half hour, an extra half hour here, or, or we, you know, we can't, you know, we can't go half an hour over, even though we have floodlights that would light up the moon. Yeah, um, but, a, but, a, but you know, a, re- a blood red cricket ball is fucking hard to see in those lights. Yeah, but I, I they just should, like the, if they, they should start earlier. If they like played they the final session with, you can't play too much earlier in a lot of places because it would be hooping at right angles. Uh, it would be, you know, getting getting towards dangerous, particularly in South Africa, where that, you know, the morning dew is extremely yeah. juicy. But I um, think there's got to be a better way of like how they they structure the overs, or you know, perhaps they don't need forty minutes for lunch and all that. So I don't know, but it, it is a bit. Thirty minutes would actually fit telecasts a little bit better. But yeah, um, so, well, but the, the other thing I suppose is that you know, fucking overrates suck, but. You know, I've never been a, an overrates punisher. Like, oh, I demand overrates be better because you know, if you've got a team full of quicks, overrates suck. That's just <laughs> that's, that's right. just, It takes a long time to walk all the way back there and run all the way in. And they, you know, and they say, oh, they used to bowl ninety overs when Tomo and Lilia were doing it and all that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. did they? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know about that. I they wasn't there. Just played, they probably just played for longer. Who knows? They had bigger boundaries back then too. Apparently. Yeah, eight ball overs, running <laughs> uphill both ways into the wind. I think. Yeah, I, I thought this, this, the series was always going to be interesting. I didn't actually think England would be as whiny, um, annoying as bad as what they have been. I thought they'd be like piss drunk annoying, like the Barmy Army kind of annoyed. What I expected war. was kind of the thing that the team were in their PR were, were kind of trying to brief against. I thought what would happen was the exact moment, the very moment that England started playing badly, all the media would just rip them to shit. But they've been cheerleading this bullshit. 
They've been drinking the Kool-Aid just as much as the players well, have. Well, they kind of have to, I think, because I think if they realise No, they don't. That- you know what the English press are like. Oh, I they- know, but I think they realise, too, that if they- I'm amazed if- they haven't been yeah. ripping McCullum and Stokes to bits. If they shit-canned it, though, they, they was probably pretty much guarantee them losing- you know, and the whole thing. That, yeah, I, I still think they'll agendas, have, especially if they lose that? this test. If they if they lose this test match, they will get their asses handed to them. And I think there's will- so many. There's literally some clown on on Channel Four or Radio Four, one of the one of the fours, saying as I titled the fucking recording of this, single handedly saved Test cricket. Yeah, batting a bit quicker has single handedly saved Test cricket. Well, they're batting at four point. Seven runs per over, which is not- um, Which is like Ponting's teams of the early 2000s. Yeah, that's right. You know, like all Gilchrist through yeah. the middle, you know, the middle overs. Like, it's- Yeah, it's- it, you, um, They must have banged their head and they can't remember back more than 15 years because- uh, Look, if it's brought the English public back into test cricket and got them into it, then all power to them, you know, like I, I guess- But they were never out of test cricket. I mean, the, the tests are always a sellout there because everyone likes getting pissed and wearing stupid fucking dress-ups. Yeah, I know. But maybe they, they, they've won a few more away series than perhaps what they have, you know, because they always they know they're going to go to Australia Australia get there. <laughs> no, that's right. They forced to follow they, on and they, shat the bed. Yeah, that Neil was Neil Wagner beautiful. just bouncing people in the head. Although he, he probably invented the style of cricket that-, that befouled the um the second and third test. The second which test, which was just yeah, just oh a whole God. lot of fucking stupid bumpers. Well, he, well, I won't say because I reckon we still reckon that. Remember the Kegs McMillan probably invented it and he just perfected it. <laughs> Same test match, yes, the Kegs McMillan approach because yeah. he was about four foot two, and he came in and just bounced yeah. out three dudes on that random day. And, and it wasn't just three; I think it was like ponting. Oh, yeah, it was, it was the middle of the Australian the top order or something. Yeah, like it was. They were they were they were not shit batsmen, and they they looked very shit getting out yes. to him. Because um, it's like you know, of all the you know, you're not supposed to get out to these guys. They definitely weren't supposed to get yeah. out to those guys. I see Marnus has moved to move his score from two to twenty two two off twenty two balls for, to see, three off. Marnus can bat so. a hell of a lot faster than this. I think he's just choosing not to because he's a he is a massive troll. Oh, he's just yeah. I I hope so. Is this is this the end of James Anderson and and. Because what do they really, do next? Like, I mean, are they not going to come back for a fucking random series again? Oh, sure, there's plenty of bowlers. They they haven't played that Josh Tongue. He he was their best bowler for the first two test matches, and it's like he's gone missing in action. Like, what the hell happened there? I think they dropped him to bring back Mark Wood. Yeah, well, and Mark Wood, who is surprised. Is that Josh Tongue wearing a fucking arm brace right there? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, who all these dudes look the fuck. Him? All these English players look the fucking same, so I don't know, but. Well, the funny thing about it is, and for all the, the sledging that went on, Ollie Robinson's been a pretty good bowler, actually. He got made to look a bit ordinary in one of the games, but he's actually, I think he's taken a fair few wickets. I think he's done a good, he settled down, but the thing is that he was talking like he was oh, he yeah. was peak Glenn McGrath, and, and then he just got fucking carded. And that was funny, you know, you need to you need to have these moments where you talk a bit too much. Like the Dylan Brooks effect. Uh, to to go you know cross sport and back to the sport that we that we talk the most about on this podcast, you know he talked a bit too much to players who were a bit too good and then got his ass handed to him and went okay I need to go and review my approach. Yeah, but he's still and then, but then after that he bowled still quite well. Like he's he's an interestingly like he's not express pace, but I think he's just got that bit of nibble and annoyance. Well, none of that, them are. Well, Mark Wood is. He's the fastest bowler in the world this year. Oh, this week, depending on who points the radar. Well, that spell he he bowled, that opening spell he bowled, and all that stuff was pretty. You know, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, I would have liked to see Lockie Ferguson under those conditions yeah, as that's, well. That's true. That is true. The fucker Marner but he, Express. But he did. He's sort of in and out of the team. Is he just permanently half injured as well? Uh, like yeah, all these and, fast and, bowlers. Well, when you bowl one fifty plus, you yeah. tend to be permanently half injured. I think. Well, it looks like. I mean, looks like Stark's got a buggered shoulder and probably oh. done. He will. He will be fucked for the next couple of months after this game. They don't over. have to do much. I mean, apart from that World Cup thing. Well, he'll probably be ready for then. And, you know, that's a less of a thing. And in India, they're going to need him because. He just grows fucking, you know, superpowers with a white ball in his hand as well. And he's even swinging this one quite, you know. This has probably been Mitchell Stark's best series. Like, if he didn't even play the first game, I think he's the leading wicket taker. And you yeah. sort of look up and go- Yeah, was that the second they dropped him for? Oh, I don't know if it was dropped or whether he no, was slightly was twinged. F- no, I think it was the- Oh, I can't- I thought it was the or first I might test. Be, I might be thinking of the um, the World Test Championship as, as the first test match. Ah, um, uh, yeah, True. That's right. Yeah, he didn't play the it's, first. It's really hard not to see him as six, you know, six test matches. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to sort of. Where is the? See, I'm doing the same thing. Crick Info does. I'm assuming that India and, and England are the only two teams that need to be thought about. 
Um, I'm so sick of their fucking fan service bullshit because all they all their things are about England or India. They're just constantly fucking banging on about them. I'm like, there is no Stark didn't play the first test either. No, no, no Cummins, yeah, Hazelwood, so. Boland, Lyon, and Green. Yeah, so yeah, did, I thought that was right. And then it Boland was wasn't his- wasn't he did did the odd good thing, but he wasn't. You know. oh, I mean, first. He was good in the first innings. I remember that. But. Yeah, it was his first first time away, I guess. And it's but always, I think we you thought. Know, I think you know we, and I say we, I say most of Australia, away, yeah. cricket observing public thought, Boland would be like Terry Alderman, nineteen eighty nine, under these conditions, and he kind of wasn't. I think quite the problem. That. That, I think the problem is that he's come up against a side that's playing sort of T twenty mode. That means you can't, mm. you know, his thing is about pitching six balls in the same spot. Yeah. And if, yeah, as soon as you do, like, good batsmen are just going to go, yeah. I, you know, they're going to shift their game and, and yeah. hit you through the line. And that's, yeah. You know, they'll, they'll step down the wicket or they'll step back and across and they'll create and something. Connie doesn't have the, you know, Hazelwood can move the ball. Mitchell Stark will, you know, basically shove one down your throat. Um, and, and Pat Cummins is just genuinely good although he hasn't you know he's been he, he looked tired that last game but I think he bowled jizzy bowled well last night didn't get any wickets but yeah but there it is Mitchell Stark six innings and 19 wickets at 27.52 which you know is pretty bloody good really uh, for a guy that you know I think took four wickets in the entire last Ashes series in England so and look, I'm well, he was the I'm, one who the Victorians wanted moved on so that they could have their bowling. Well, I, I would have moved him on too. I wouldn't have. I, you know, I would have thought. Well, we, we essentially did that for the first test match. And that's, yeah. you know. But then they looked at the pitches and went, actually, these things are as slow as shit and we probably need someone that's going to get the ball to bounce and move around. But even with all of that, he still bowled really well. Like there's a couple of balls, the one he got Ollie Pope with and the one he got Stokes with last night. Like they get anybody, like they get Bradman. Basically, like it's not, you know, swinging, you know, this just in 145 kilometer an hour in swingers are very difficult to play. Yeah, they should just bowl them. But they're also just very difficult to bowl. That's, they're also very difficult to bowl. And that's the, oh. that's the good thing. Yeah. You know, that's just a bowler talk. Just oh, dumb. Yeah. I mean, just, just, more break, just get a whole <laughs> bunch of guys to break their bodies just for our benefit. Yeah. It's professional sport. <laughs> I watch NFL. That's what it's for. Just a whole yeah. lot of people destroying themselves. Yeah. Speaking of American professional sport and ridiculous amounts of money, in the NBA, Jalen Brown got a five-year supermax and is now the holder of the most expensive contract in NBA history for this week until the next one gets signed. But uh, $300 million. I mean, I don't know about you, but I also am unable to dribble with my left hand. Can I have a five-year supermax with a trade (laughs) kicker, please? Thanks. I mean, it wasn't the most ridiculous contract offer this week, given that the, the Bonesaw cunts offered Fappy and Bappy the best part of a billy, yeah. um, and he basically refused to meet with them, which I think is the most fucking alpha move imaginable. You got these people rocking up wanting to give you a billy, and you're like, I'm not even meeting with you. Now, part yeah. of that, I suspect, is- I mean, I suspect that deal was made with the understanding it was never going to be considered, and it's more about Saudi- Qatari diplomacy. Yeah. But, you know, Mbappe just wants to go to Real Madrid and um, Real Madrid just wants him to go to Real Madrid. But um, I think that the, the Saudis got their got their pound of flesh out of it, <laughs> quite literally, because they had all these NBA players tweeting about how he can give you money to me. You know, none of them are yeah. particularly concerned about the fucking- The bonus, optics of it, the, yeah. You know, the whole they did 9-11 bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, clearly, that that sports washing is working a fucking treat. Three, it's better than three. fucking better than insert your favourite brand of laundry detergent here for getting out bloodstains. That's right, yeah. And of course, the other bit of news from the NBA, which was well, not really from the NBA as such, but basketball, I guess, was yeah. um, Bronny James. Like, yeah, that was shit. that was a nasty shock. Uh, had a had a cardiac yeah, arrest. And, like I woke up and I was like, "Oh, Bronny's trending." I'm like, "Why is Bronny trending?" I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, oh, okay. that's the worst potential and, reason. And then you knew as soon as you saw that, you just went, "Oh, fucking here come the cooker cunts that are going to go." Oh zoo, yeah, boxed, boxed, boxed. Fucking hell. And, and the problem is that, yeah, yeah, you know, they did the same thing with Demar Hamlin, the. Um, uh, NFL, the, NFL player, player yeah. he did the same sort of thing. It's difficult because you, you hope you know he'll get well because he's got he's got a future ahead of him. I mean, he's not going he's not going to be LeBron, but he's not he's definitely gonna, he's definitely an NBA player. Yeah, uh, but there's, oh. there's, all, there's certainly a, a plausible world in which they discover that this was congenital and he needs to not play. And if that happens, you kind of wonder. I don't know. This isn't the, the main priority right now, but LeBron doesn't hang around anywhere near as long in the NBA if if the young bloke isn't isn't coming. 
No, I reckon, uh, you know, he's probably he'll, 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 he'll be gone by the end of the year. Basically, he'll, he'll probably fuck off within one two. Yeah, his dad's he, not. Gonna he play a hell he of might one. not even last. Like if he gets a, if he gets something in the next month or so that says he's not. Yeah, he can't do that anymore. Yeah. LeBron might not just turn up for this season because yeah. why, why, oh, I don't know. I think he's maybe still... does maybe does a victory lap or something like that. You know, oh, has his well, you know, his Kobe season basically. Yeah, I think. Well, he he still. Th- I mean, he- I was going to say here's the shocking thing. And I'm going to say I promise I won't pick them in the wins pool, but LA aren't going to be bad this year. No, they had a they had a good off season. Yeah, they're better they than they were when they half. got. But the problem is they got they got fucking lapped by the uh, by Denver. But they were still conference finalists. No conference like, finalists, but they're conference finalists the same way that Portland were conference finalists against um, the the KD less fucking Warriors Denver, in, in twenty nineteen. They're only one injury away from 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 dumping out in the second round as yeah. well. Like, but yeah, so is everybody. That's, well, the that's whole, exactly right. That's I guess. the nature of really, basketball now. Yeah. I guess that, that's the way. I guess the only team that really wasn't that was Miami, who just seemed to have everybody fucking injured and still yes. made the. Well, they were one injury from not making it because they needed Tyler Hero to get injured <laughs> so that they could make it run because he was a hey, fucking- Tyler Hero must have just had the worst you know off season because basically every conversation about Tyler Hero is just like where the fuck are they going to dump him? Because well, it's, it's literally you know- a. They they got to the they got to the finals because you because you weren't there and yeah. B they're going to trade you for Dame but you're not good enough to trade for Dame and yeah like, because you what did like I do one- I don't know, all I did was bust my hand yeah one way this- player and it's like yeah well he was good enough for you before that yeah, yeah. one way was it was enough ways yeah. before but suddenly they were talking oh he needs to be a three and D and this and all this and like he's yeah. he can't get yeah, to we, the we need three and D so we're gonna get we're gonna get Dame you will get three <laughs> and the only D is the one on his fucking jersey that's right. And he'll just sit at sit at thirty five feet and you know rain bombs from yeah, especially if he goes to Miami because yeah, well, which is where he wants to go. He doesn't have any interest doing anything. Else, I mean, so. Interesting side, I reckon. I, I think it'll be the best thing. I don't know if it's the best thing for him, but it'll definitely be the best thing that ever happened to. Um, and I've gone completely blank on Miami star player, and I can't understand why. James Butler. <laughs> Actually, Jimmy his name Butler. isn't. His name is Jimmy. It's not James. Jimmy, yeah, no, but, but I mean, because I, I always think that that might just take a bit of that offensive pressure off him. It oh yeah, him and Bam, it and might, like it might give Bam a bit more space because yeah. there'll be a bit more gravity to the him sitting on the outside. Yeah. Um, and it has to be because you can't leave Dame Lillard alone. No, that's <laughs> right. He, he he will hit that thirty-five footer yeah. at about fifty percent efficiency. Yeah, alone, like and then, and then he'll wave your bye-byes. Yeah, <laughs> this is like yeah, see, like I oh, still such a great bit of footage that one though yeah. too. I didn't even so, have anything particularly against OKC, but it was just such a good because they just yeah. talked a bit of shit because they'd been fucking needly was, and shitty was it about James it. Harden? Was hard. Was it? No, it was, it was no, Paul George and Paul George, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, fuck, Paul George think, and Russ. I, I think it was Paul George and Russ because I remember watching it going yeah, and going fuck those OKC guys, and I'm like, why? Why do I? Why do I hate OKC? I, I like OKC. They're kind of like the plucky. Yeah, no, it was it was Paul George and Russ just being cocks about it. Yeah, They're just kind of the plucky underdogs now. And yeah, yeah. Sporting News slash NBA dot com Australian style is giving me all the usual sort of bullshit. So this one's Dyson Daniels ready to put the offensive hand <laughs> yes. down. It's like. How's Delhi yeah. going? Cut price Delhi. Well, he's still game. Cut price. Dyson Daniels Did-did-did-did-did-did. averaging fourteen. He only he averaging fourteen points in summer league. So I was like, mm. that's all right. But yeah. the thing is, he's not. I mean, Dyson Daniels doesn't really need to be at summer league. He's kind of there for to help the young players at summer league because his 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 status is already established in the team. It's like, will Dyson Daniels make Australia's World Cup roster? It's like, ah, yeah, fuck yeah. I would like <laughs> do, to think do, so. Do we, do, would, we don't have that many players. And like, he's the kind of dude that, you know, Australian national basketball teams tend to prioritise. He's the, he's the quote from him. It says, well, he's one of the brightest young stars in Australian basketball. There'll be plenty of competition in Australia's backcourt with a host of talent, including Josh Giddy, Pay Mills, Matthew Delavadova, Dante <laughs> Exum, and Chris Goulding. Now, Chris Goulding, I don't mind, but I think if it's Dyson Daniels versus Chris Goulding, I'm pretty sure we know where I we're mean, going. Chris One of them Goulding's plays for an NBA. Problem. Chris Goulding might be a better shooter, yeah. but that's about it. Um, when is FIBA? Like, it must be. It feels like it's been coming for fucking ages. I think, it's, I think it's closer to the start of the NBA season than you'd think. I think they, they wanted 25th, to- 25th of August, so it's Yeah, next I month. think they wanted to create a better gap from the World Cups and the various yeah. other shit that's going on. I just, yeah, I, I'm really fascinated by that by the tournament because- it's just like, yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting just to see how it how it goes. I, I can't remember where is the tournament. I can't remember. It's in the Philippines and Asia and oh, like God. all through there. Like is that it's where one of those, is? 
Yes. I'm surprised he hasn't organised a fucking touch camp for his national team so that he can, he can get some of the game. Yeah, the FIBA basketball will take place against three host countries. Indonesia and Japan will each host group phases and the Philippines will host group phases and the finals. Which which means our time zone. Yes. Which is sick. That's glorious. I, I tell you, th- 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 there are some sneaky, um, sneaky sides out there that have like, you know, reasonable kind of rosters um, that when you look at them. It's yeah. Like, um, like the Dominican Republic, actually, yeah. not you know, Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Duarte, yeah, Lester Quinones, Al Horford, not bad. Like yes. you know, Jordan Clarkson plays for the Philippines. Yes, he here. does. That's that's correct. There you and go. There's also um, a few others like uh, nationalized guys like Andre Blatch. I think I don't know if I don't know. Kyle Anderson plays, plays for China. Who knew? Got to do something. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're over there for long enough. I suspect that's what happens. Germany um, have a whole bunch of Wagners and a Kleber. But, uh, <laughs> that sounds like you know special fitment parts for your BMW 3 series. He, he, he's the. I don't think they're even the dark horse anymore because they keep going. But Canada, like, is like. Yeah. Well, Jamal, that's the thing. The Canada side might be better than the American side. Oh, absolutely. Like Jamal Murray, Shea, RJ Barrett, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, um, Kelly Olynyk, a thousand years ago, Dwight Powell. And then, and some change. There's still three other guys there, so mm. yeah, that's that's a good sight. And like you can imagine, Jamal Murray is just going to want to dominate shit. Basically, well, if you look at the American side, I would probably think the two best players on the Canadian team are better than than any of the players on the American well, team. Yeah, I'm, I'm, or maybe Brandon Ingram's probably. Is he I'll take Jamal best? Murray or Shea over them. Yeah, Anthony Edwards, Paolo Banquero, I guess. <sighs> the, I mean, and 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 to a lesser extent, Paolo. I mean, Paolo should be playing for Italy. But fucking. Turncoat prick, but um, Walker Kessler, well, no, Austin, no, Austin Reeves, I guess, but useful, yeah, no, but like maybe I think Anthony Edwards is probably your actual when Brandon Ingram, maybe your two like <laughs> yeah, superstars I'm, on that side, like Jamal Murray won a fucking chip, yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, and Shay, and Shay, Shay, Shay is, is, is going to be an MVP uh, contender uh, in the next year, I, I think. You well, know, yeah, I would say Shay team. and Ant. I mean, I think Shay's better than Ant, but I think Shay and Ant are probably closer. But Jamal is probably closer to those two than he than he is to um, Ingram. I mean, In- well, Ingram was good, what, but he's not he's not great. What wouldn't surprise me is if you know, with all the stuff about Jokic MVP and how little fucks he gives, that he might actually turn his attention to making Jamal Murray the MVP and just being like the twenty facilitator, you know, yeah. 15, 25, and twenty kind of guy for a little while. I suspect. Um, I suspect they might. They might just phone in this season. I reckon they might not be a particularly good bet for next season's uh, wins pool because I think they learnt at the end of. Can remember they had that they had that rough patch at the end of last yeah. season, and everyone thought, "Oh fuck, what the fuck is this?" Yeah, and then they just came back and just you know wrecked worlds. And I wonder whether they've learned. Okay, we can switch this on and switch this back off again, and vice versa. Yeah. I reckon they won't be a team that goes. Um, no, they'll be fifty and fifty and particularly in that west. And. But the problem is, there are a lot of teams that want to be like that. I mean, the Clippers want to be like that. The Warriors want to be like that. The, <laughs> the Clippers can't be like that. They've tried so many fucking times. That's the way they've committed to because of the the two stars. Will only that's the only way they can play. Even if it wasn't their choice, their bodies won't let them play eighty two or seventy or fifty games. So that's the way they're going to play. <laughs> I mean, it depends how they go with Chris Paul there as well. Because Russ is still on the team, too. It's like a bad sitcom. It's like Expendables 4. Yeah, how old's Russ now? Uh, Older than God. Is he he the same age as his shooting Actually, Russ is not that old. He's just washed. He's just worn out. They've used him up. And, like, like every now and then he has a good game, but mostly not. Yeah, but that's the thing. They've got Chris Paul, who is genuinely really old. I mean, yeah. no, no, we say this being, you know, like six to seven years older than him, but yeah, we're, but we're not, not professional play basketball professional players. Basketball. No. We're just sitting yeah, around drinking even, on a Friday. That's right. I'm not even drinking. Christ. I haven't had dinner yet. So Hand in your- I drank. I've done my drinking. I, I went to Melbourne last week and, and hung out with some adults and drank adult things and had adult conversations. It was fucking excellent. That's a nice, it's a good town for that. It has lots of little places yeah, that do that sort of we stuff. Were in, we were in South Melbourne, found a great pub that looked like it was closed down by COVID, gone from the outside, but inside was like this Mediterranean Greek-inspired thing. Oh, that reminds me of the old a- the old bank hotel in Newtown before they went and yeah. fucking gentrified it. Yeah, and it was bloody, yeah, really good, and the food was fantastic. 
Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just nice to be around. It's nice, nice hanging out with adults and, yeah. and doing adult things. Uh, I, I, I look forward to doing it one day. <laughs> someday in a couple of years, a little while, we'll be, we'll be fine. But anyway. yeah, well. um, and the only other story I can see that going around the place is why Nets fans shouldn't hop on Ben Simmons' hype train just yet. And what like, hype a train? Ben Simmons hype train. Do you know like, those- is this Do you know those, like, those old, you know, things? like those Western movies where they'd be like those rail runners where dudes would have to pump it up and down and they go along the track? Yeah. That's the Ben Simmons hype train. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those hand-operated carts. Here's my favourite bit, though. Here's their, their fact sheet. It's not um, the history of Ben Simmons' off-season. This is the history of Ben Simmons' optimism. I thought they were just going to say the history of Ben's, you know, Kardashians he's banged or something. Because at 2019, uh, Ben Simmons drains outside shots in pickup games. In 2020, Ben Simmons' shots looks good. 2021, Ben Simmons is shooting three-pointers again. (laughs) 2022, Ben Simmons wants you to watch him dunk. 2023, don't worry, Ben Simmons is working out, lifting weights and holding a basketball. Well, at this stage, he's a sunk cost. It's a bit like, you know, it's it's a much more extreme version of the Dante Exum thing. At this yeah. stage, it's like you make a bet on on the talent upside and if it finally works. And the thing about Exum is that he has actually proved that he can, he can play basketball at a professional level. And, and I reckon he's going to- to have a very good I really fever. hope so. I hope his body doesn't fucking betray him. And we talked about- I remember Bezo and I talked about this years ago on the pod. I think when when, yeah. when Exxon was on maybe team three of five of his of his journey mm. in the NBA was that maybe he's the sort of dude who whose body only really settles down um, you know, with his growth plates and, you know, everything and, until he's kind of in his mid to late 20s. And that, that might be the case, is that when he was young, he was getting all these stress fractures and niggles and shit, and, yeah. and his body had to kind of harden a bit and get a bit older, and, uh, and it stopped, stopped being uh, niggly. He needed to get those that veteran those veteran miles in him. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to suck of, of all the Australian players. I, I kind of want to see him. I, I mean, I'd like to see um, Josh Giddy like, really yep. dominate. But I think well. he's going to be, be awesome. cool. I think no matter what, he, you can see his upside. He hasn't actually yeah. had a lot of challenges yet, but because because of the shit that Exum's been through, notwithstanding getting suplexed by some random Croatian dude. Yeah, but- I do hope for the best for Exum and, and Simmons. I mean, a lot, some of Simmons's challenges have been self inflicted, but some of them are, me- are you know mental health things, which is yeah. really difficult to watch someone go through in the public eye with Instagram and mm. you know the sports debate complex and all that kind of shit going on. It's like this is the worst worst case scenario for somebody who's yeah. who's having um, mental health strife. So I do hope for the best for him. Come on, Aussie, come on. Yes. Come on. Well, that was the Bulls podcast. We were talking amongst men, which Draymond Green approves of. Um, <laughs> there's certain things you don't say amongst men, and one of them was most of this podcast. I was Doc, he was Adam, and uh, there won't be a music podcast this week because uh, we couldn't be asked figuring out to do one. So Too late, yeah. I was going to suggest the latest Taylor Swift album. That's but right. I really to but it we shook it, it off shit. because that's the only Taylor Swift oh. song I know the name of. Oh, ouch. Yes. Ouch. Now, fuck off. Brackets. Taylor's version. Close brackets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right, I'm going to have to split up with you and then write a song about it. Oh, we will talk to you next week. Well, some of us will talk to you next week. I'll just listen from afar. <laughs> Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs>